I don't know about you, but it seems everywhere I turn, people are angry. We're angry at the way others drive, angry at the way others talk, angry about, (laughs) well, everything. Join us today as Pastor Rander gives us some sound biblical teaching about how we as Christians should act and react to the outside pressures the world places on us in this message, How to Remain Calm in a World Gone Mad. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Have your Bibles. Once again, we're in part three now. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. The scripture says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. And from that verse, we are preaching on how to remain calm in a world gone mad. How to remain calm in a world gone mad. In previous messages, I have made you aware of anger and its devastating effects on our nation as well as in our world. We've also defined anger in previous messages. We've given examples of righteous anger and sinful anger as it is revealed in Holy Scripture. We've also explained why people become angry. We've spoken on different levels of anger. We've preached on signs of anger and ways people handle their anger. Now we want to transition to how to minister to angry people in your life. How to minister. How do you minister? How do you as a person minister to angry people that are planted right in your life? How many of you know somebody that's angry personally? And it could be you, but besides you, it's others Perhaps not too far, could be right in your home, right in your neighborhood, right in the workplace, right in the military. Uh, you don't have, right in the church. You don't have to go for, in some organization. People are angry everywhere. School shootings, you know, shooting up establishments. This world is going mad. It's an angry world. And we need to know how to minister to people who are angry in your life. He said, well, I don't know anybody angry. Well, just keep saying good morning. (laughs) Because by the end of the week, somebody could very well be angry with you. Number one, how to deal with angry people in your life, be it a husband, wife, child, grandchild, a brother, sister, sibling, prayerfully consider beforehand how you will approach an angry person and what mistakes that you are prone to make when addressing issues of angry people. You see, my friends, it is possible to be right, but handle them, that angry person, in an inappropriate manner. Especially if you have a judgmental spirit, as if you've never sinned. 
So you got to be very careful how you handle angry people. So you need to prayerfully consider beforehand, before you even approach them, how you will approach that angry person and what mistakes that you may make when addressing that person. It is possible to be right in what you're saying, but you could do a good thing the wrong way, especially if you yourself have a judgmental spirit as if you've never sinned. So you need to be delicate with that person. You need to be gracious. You need to be kind. They could be wrong as they could be, but you don't have to go there with them. You don't have to lose it because they've lost it. Both of you lose it. Then everything explodes. Somebody have to have the calm spirit. Someone has to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Psalms 4, 4 says, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. You need to be still before the Lord. You need to not let that angry person make you angry. Number two, here's what you do. In a pleasant voice, say pleasant. Say pleasant again. Because some of your voices are not pleasant. Use the person's name to make a personal connection. Now, if your name happened to be Joshua, I'm not talking to you. Joshua! You know, I mean, you're talking to your husband like that. You know what we call my wife and over said, Randall? No, don't make me. You know, that's not appropriate. And that's saying it nicely. So watch how, you say, watch how you call your children's name. Now, I know sometimes you raise your voice at your children, especially when you call their names. How many of you had to raise your voice at your children and you call their names rather strong? All of us have. Sometimes you do that. And sometimes calling their names, you're dealing with a child rather strongly. That's, that's pretty good. That's better than cussing. You know? You know so call their names to get their attention. And uh, they know you mean, mean business. But, uh, but you ought not have a habit of even screaming at your child. You know, you're teaching them to do the same thing. You know, stop screaming so much. You're messing up your vocal cords. Calm yourself down and realize that there's nothing that come in your life that God can't take care of. So, so look at the person, make a connection with them, and have a pleasant voice, a soothing voice. A gracious voice. Uh, number three, seek first to understand their feelings, the, the feelings of the angry person, and only then attempt to explain your own. You need to understand why they are angry. You know? So, so, uh, so, so seek first to understand their feelings. You know, uh, how do you feel? What's going on with you? Tell me about it. And before you explain your feelings, well, here's how I feel. Wait a minute. That person's already going off and already they're bouncing off the roof and maybe they're on top of the roof by now. And you going in there stomping in the room talking about what you think and how you feel. Listen, if you're going to bring some civility to the situation, deny yourself and have some empathy or sympathy or something for the person that you need to minister to. So seek first to understand if, what's going on, Shirley. And something is not right. Why don't we sit down with a cup of coffee and why don't we talk about it? Let's, let's see what God is up to in this. Man, that's so soothing. Just hearing that, just hearing that. It, it says in Proverbs 17, 14, the beginning of strife is like releasing water 
Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. And you know, and you know, what's going on with you, son? So I know you're 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 demonstrating some things that are very uncharacteristic of you, and you know I know you. You're my child. Now, why are you behaving this way? Why are you acting out this way? Something is going on. Why don't we sit down and begin to talk about it and pray about it and see if we can come to some resolutions? You see that begin. I mean that whole things begin to to settle down and you calm down. And it, it just gives room for the spirit of God to just have his way because of how you connect with people. Some of y'all so hard. Some of y'all so rough. Stop being so rough with your spouse. Stop being so rough with your children. Where is the spirit of tenderness? Graciousness. Gentleness. Number four, how to minister to angry people in your life. Evaluate how you react to your own anger. Evaluate how you react to your own anger. You see, listen to this. You cannot minister effectively to others if you yourself possess a spirit of anger. Angry people can't help angry people. Y'all listen. Ooh, y'all going quiet. Y'all really? I'm trying to help you reduce the heat in your house. I'm, I'm trying to help you to not have so many quarrels. I'm trying to circumvent some things. You cannot minister effectively to others if you possess the spirit of anger. So now here's what I want you to tell you. Be Yourself patient. Calm yourself down if you're going to help people. Be prayerful. This may not be the time to share your own personal grievances. You know, so somebody else is having a mountain of an issue, and here you come with your whole pile of grievances. They don't need to hear that then. That's not time for you to be, well, now you told me all that. Let me tell you what I'm going through. Well, now wait a minute. They don't need what you're going through on them. They can't handle what they're going through. Okay? They're not in any shape to help you. They're in a mess. And now here you are. Now I heard yours. Let me tell you, child, what's going on with me. No, 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 no. That's not time. Maybe another time. But not at that time when you're trying to help and minister. Number five, if you're going to minister to, to angry people, offer to pray with them. For prayer has a way of diffusing and disarming those who are angry. Offer to pray. Man, when somebody ranting and raving and all, man, they're going all off the charts. Listen, son, child, uh, if your wife, baby, come here. Let's sit down. You put your hands around them or your whole hands. And I, I think it's time to pray. Let's pray. I mean, you earnestly pray, and you don't pray no little two-cent prayer. You pray from the heart, lifting that person up in prayer and begin to bathe them in prayer. You see, James 5.16 says, Confess your sins, your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. 
healed. I mean, people are healed through prayer. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Much. Much is done through prayer. Prayer has a way of disarming the anger, of diffusing the anger. Number six, don't seek a quick fix to the angry person's problem. Don't seek a quick fix to the angry person's problem. Often angry people just want to be listened to. They just want to be listened to. Before they can finish sharing what they, uh, what's, what's in their heart, well, here's what you got. You got five points ready to, to shoot at them with. Here's what you do. Here's what you didn't do. And boom, 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 boom. You know, you got all the answers. And a lot of times, uh, they just want you to, to just hear them. Sometimes just being able to talk somebody, talk to someone, is a way of releasing those pent-up emotions. James 1.19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Don't be so quick to talk. Do more listening than talking. Let them talk their uh, heart to you without interruptions, without trying to Have that quick fix of an answer. Number seven, refuse to allow unforgiveness of their misbehavior to hinder your relationship with God and the one who is angry. Sometimes the misbehavior of the angry person to you to the point that you can't forgive them. You cannot minister effectively while harboring bitterness and unforgiveness to the person who is angry. You know, if you go, if you're going to help people, then you better make sure all of the bitterness is out of your own heart, that you have a forgiving spirit and that you know how to let go and let God because if you got piled, if you got bitterness and unforgiveness all piled up in you, all you're going to do is perhaps put on more hurt and make the person angrier and make a bad situation worse. Colossians 3.13 says, bearing with one another. Got to bear with that person. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. Forgiving each other. Say forgiving each other. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must, then say should, must forgive. Must forgive. You can't help people until you've been helped yourself. That's right. That's right. You can't help people until you've been healed yourself. You can't help people unless you have forgiven persons who are angry and perhaps hurt you in a manner that's still resonating with you some kind of way. Number eight, maintain a non-defensive attitude when dealing with people who are angry. The more you defend yourself, the angrier and more aggressive the other person becomes because they feel they are not being heard. You know, they're talking to you and they're trying to share to you, but and then they say, well, here's... 
Here's why I'm angry at you. Perhaps they're angry at you. And they begin to give you this whole list. No, this didn't happen. What was going on here was because of this. No, no, you just misunderstand me because of that. No, 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 no. Don't go there with me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold it. Maintain a non-defensive attitude. The more you defend yourself, the angrier and more aggressive the other person becomes because they feel they are not being heard. Proverbs twelve eighteen says, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. I love that from the New Living Translation. Y'all need to underline that. Y'all need to take that home with you. Some people make cutting remarks. In other words, a person is telling you why they are angry at you, perhaps. Maybe the husband explained themselves about why the wife made the husband mad, or the husband made the wife mad, or the children are mad at the parents for whatever reason, or parents mad at the children for whatever reason. And what you got to understand that making cutting remarks becomes so inflammatory. Proverbs twelve eighteen says some people make cutting remarks. Does your remarks cut? I mean, just cut. Some spouses get so cut up, there's not another place you can put a Band-Aid on. Just cut up. But the words of the wise bring healing. Wise bring healing. Number nine, if at all possible, Find a way to agree with it with at least part of what the angry person is saying without compromising the truth. If at all possible, find a way to agree with at least a part. It may not be much you can find, but find something that you can agree with. Find some common ground that begins some leverage. That begins to give you something to work with and the person don't think they're all bad. If at all possible, find a way to agree with at least part of what the angry person is saying without compromising the truth. They could be as wrong as they can be, and uh, there's a whole litany of things going on there. But you say, you know what, I do understand why you felt this way about this particular thing. Find that one thing, even if they're just as wrong, find that one thing to let them know that uh, they're not all bad. You know, it's just like a child that makes all A's and a B. And you're not talking about the A's. It's just hopping on the B, you know? So find something. Uh, uh, if they made all D's, uh, C. I'm trying to come up with something. <laughs> well, you made a C here. Thank God for the C. Now, what we need you to do, son, is to pull those other C's up. And they made all F's and a D. Now, that's pretty bad. But say something positive about that D. Well, at least you didn't flunk this one. <laughs> now, let's see, can we bring these other Ds up and maybe that C can become a B. We go, it's a gradual thing here. It's a gradual thing, you know. Find something positive, you know. Find something positive and all these good things. Number 10, if your safety is threatened, Remove yourself and your children to a safe place. Sometimes y'all think this is women, but sometimes this can be a man moving the children. Sometimes women have to get away from men, and sometimes men have to get away from women. 
You got some women that'll slap men all over the floor. Listen, do not return. Do not return until the angry, out of control person has agreed to seek biblical counseling for dealing with their anger and is making progress. Loving a person unconditionally does not mean putting yourself in harm's way. Did y'all hear what I just said? I love you, baby, but I love you, but I'm not going to let you knock one tooth out at a time. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to subject my children to this kind of violence and this kind of disruption. I don't want emotionally disturbed kids. Somebody got to get some help. So if... If your safety is threatened, remove yourself and your children to a safe place. Do not return until the angry, out-of-control person has agreed to seek biblical counseling. Not not just any kind of counseling. Say biblical. biblical. Counseling for dealing with their anger and is making progress. Loving a person unconditionally does not mean putting yourself in harm's way. Number 11. Be careful not to make any physical contact or sudden moves <laughs> when dealing with angry people. Defensive, agitated people are not at their best. They're emotionally disturbed. They're not thinking straight. And you make a sudden move, uh, they can misread your body language and react physically. You know, you know, don't don't just raise your hand up and come and scratch your head. You know, they're thinking you finna do something. And then all of a sudden they've knocked you out and you were just trying to scratch your head. You know? So, so <laughs> don't make sudden move. Move slow. Move slow. Your body language speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. So be careful not to make any sudden moves. Uh, so, cause you don't know what they're stepping to do. They're on the edge and they can go off. Number 12, avoid getting into a shouting match. Proverbs 15:1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You want to stir up more anger? Just give them a word for a word, give her a word for a word, and your volume begin to go up and up and up, and all of a sudden your neighbors three doors down can hear you screaming and hollering at each other. They say they're killing each other, and then they hear, there they go, they're driving to church, they're just screaming. they going to church? <laughs> I can't believe they're going to church. I've heard every four-letter word in the book. In the book, you see. So, so you got, you got to realize, don't, don't stop screaming and shouting. I've been married last Sunday. I was married 34 years to my wife. I've never yelled or screamed at my wife. I've never pushed my wife. I've never slammed the door or threw a chair down. I'm not doing that. I've, I've never hit my wife. I've never even acted like I was going to hit her. I've never threatened her. That make her feel insecure. Uh-uh, I'm not going to do that. I love her too much. We want flesh. 
That's, right. That's how we've been together 34 years. You know, you know, if you get that bad enough to hit, you better go somewhere, sit yourself down, close the door, get on your knees and stay there. Stay there. Don't get up too fast. If you can pray and get up and go slap somebody, you got up too quick. Get back on your knees. I've got a virgin face. My face has never been slapped. And I'm going to keep it that way, so help me go. I've got a virgin face. I don't know. I'm not going to do all that. Oh, no. I prayed long and hard for my wife. I prayed all the time when I was single. Lord, give me a good wife. Give me one I can sleep with and don't have to worry about ice pitch. <laughs> I don't have to worry about hot water, lime, and acid. You know, God help me, Jesus. I want, cause you know I'm a loving, nice man, Lord, and I want to get, get, give me somebody I can snore with. <laughs> Some of y'all can't have sleep because you scared of them. That's why you sleep so comfortably in the other room. <laughs> 13. Believe it or not, I'm almost done. You diffuse anger in others through humility. You diffuse anger through gentleness. And you diffuse anger through patience. You, you, that's what you do. You diffuse anger through humility, gentleness, and patience. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.